All right, welcome to uh, episode four of Superhouse Podcast. Uh, I'm here, Andrew from Los Angeles. Can you guys uh, introduce yourselves again, real quick? All right, Maddie, go ahead. I mean, Matt Johnson. Matt, yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, what, what do I say? I'm Matt. You know me. Matt uh, from so Latvia. Stephen from Denver. Stefan. What up? James. And this is James out in Los Angeles. That's everybody we got so far. Uh, my brother Jordan might call in at some point. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, this is uh, kind of like a reconnection type of podcast. I don't know what you call it. There's all kinds of podcasts, but we're a group of college friends that uh, are reconnecting after, like, basically 10 years of being apart. Some of us have reconnected earlier than others, but all of us together in one place – it's well, like at least the online. Virtual super. Um, other than Facebook, this is like a first, and we've been trying to record that for the purposes of making a podcast. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm. Like last in the last episode, it, I felt kind of weird actually because I was uh, I drank a whole <laughs> bottle of Merlot by myself. <laughs> but but I was talking to like yeah. six or seven of you online. So it's like, am I drinking alone? Does this count? Or I had, I'm kind of—I don't know. I, had, I feel kind of weird about this. I had two cocktails <laughs> and, guys a, and a bottle drinking... of wine as well. A bunch of weed. Mm. Yeah. So <laughs> there you go. And uh, if you want to find us on uh, social media, basically it's SoundCloud and iTunes. But don't search for Superhouse because. Uh, it's actually part of another bigger thing called Thundercast Podcast. So search for Thundercast Podcast and you'll find us. Again, the reason for that is because I have other podcasts that I can't get rid of and I don't want to have, I don't want to buy all this webs hosting to host each different one because I don't have the money for that. Yeah, screw that. <laughs> so that's, that's basically it. What is like the one unified brand here? What is like the umbrella, umbrella all of this is under? It's called Thundercast Podcast. That's what it's called on on SoundCloud. Okay. Thundercast. So if I look for that, I can find all of you. You can find you can find American Otaku. You can find Johnson and Bush. Johnson and Bush. That's oh, you can find. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah. Right. Kind of inspired from Kevin Smith's podcast, yeah. Smodcast Network. Mm. Nice. So, that's basically it. Cool. And uh, <laughs> moving, uh, moving right along, I guess. I was wondering, to, to, start, to start the thing off, well, until Jordan calls in, if he ever does, uh, I was wondering, um, what podcast do you guys listen to? We should raise the hands. Who goes first? <laughs> yeah, right. Stefan, right. um, I, I want you uh, to go first. You mentioned the Modcast Network stuff. I listen to a lot of those. I really like uh, Tell Em Steve, Dave. And uh, and Jan and Bob get old, Smodcast, all those. Um, or I'll listen to like Joe Rogan sometimes. He's not my favorite person, but he has really good guests and, and like he's dumb enough to ask smart questions, or 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 vice versa. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, really, I don't listen to too many. I listen to a lot, and and just to play off of what you said, uh, I I do uh, 
I listen to a lot of Kevin Smith shit, and probably my favorite out, yeah. is Hollywood Babylon. Yeah, I should listen to it. Really, man, that's that's the really? I've been to that one one time oh, with Johnson. Fuck. Yeah, we went to the live right. recording of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one's awesome and edumacation and uh smodcast i think smodcast is probably the the best one yeah I but like, uh yeah i like Hollywood babylon's a, a close second how about you james i've been listening to a lot of mcelroy brothers stuff i don't know if you heard them uh like my brother my brother and me the adventure zone cool games thing uh they're like three brothers um uh, my brother, my brother, and me. It's like a, a comedy advice podcast. And if you ever want to listen, I definitely suggest uh, searching on YouTube for uh, one of their questions they take from Yahoo Answers. Uh, was called Wizard Swears. It's probably one of the funniest things I've listened to, and it always gets other people on board. Other than them, I usually listen to like the Giant Bombcast. Uh, they just talk about a lot of video game stuff, and. Yeah, I'm, those are most of the ones that I usually listen to. I, James, as far as gaming podcasts are concerned, I also listen to one called Eight Four Play. Yeah, they're actually with the uh, the Bombcast people. Like that's uh, like they're affiliated with them. Yeah, I like them a lot because they're a translation company in in Tokyo, and they're talking about it's half their lives in Japan and half video game stuff. Yeah. So, how about you? How about you, Johnson? Um, I pretty much only listen to comedy podcasts. So the majority of the ones I like are on Earwolf.com. You got Comedy Bang Bang. You got How Did This Get Made? Spontaneous Nation. Handful of others. Um, comedy Bang Bang and How Did This Get Made are kind of my favorites. They always have guests. You know, a lot of comedians I like. Uh, do you know any of those? Um, Jordan listens to comedy bang bang a lot. He watches the show, but, uh, and um, I know you've, you've, you've tried to get me to listen to how did this get made a lot, but I just haven't quite <laughs> gotten into it all the way yet. No, it's good. They like take apart like old shitty movies and they just rip them to shreds. It's great. You know, like, What's you that one listen called? to it. Good comedians. They always get good guests on there. Uh, yeah, uh, that's funny. It's called oh, okay. uh, "How Did That Get okay, Made" cool. or "How Did I'll This Get Made." That, that sounds made. awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the more famous ones. I'm surprised that one doesn't have a show on uh, IFC uh, yet. Yeah, right. Yeah, you'd think. Yeah, there's another one similar to that that I listened to uh, called uh, "The Flop House," uh, which are like a couple of the ex-head writers for The Daily Show. They had. They would watch uh, shitty movie as well and just uh, <laughs> talk about that. Nice. James, you are really low in volume. Huh. Anybody else get you? Can, like, yeah, you that. are kind of low. Let me see what I can do about that. Am I coming through okay? Okay. Yeah, you sound yeah. pretty good. You kind yeah, of break my up from time to time, sketchy, but you're so all right. Apologies. Yeah. It's all right. I just tried boosting my yeah. mic. Did that help? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit, uh, yeah. Let me boost it a little bit more then. Just crank that shit up. 
Or just yell. <laughs> that could help too. Yeah. Oh, that's what's that? That's really that's maybe down that knit notch. Okay. <laughs> By the way, how's it going, dude? <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, by the way, uh, good to hear from you too, Matt. It's yeah. been a long-ass time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But in listening to the other episodes you guys were doing. Oh, good. What'd you think of those, dude? Some of that. I've enjoyed them. Definitely enjoy, like, listening to you guys uh, just, <laughs> you know, bullshit around about Definitely stuff a lot going of on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I'm just to, again to explain to the listener, James was a Superhouse member, but you did. I, I was you, like the sixth odd man out in Superhouse. Yeah, you, we were. You were kind of a last minute <laughs> addition, but you lived under the roof, and you. Yeah, <laughs> I was literally living in the hallway. Yeah, <laughs> James was the fifth Beatle, basically. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, had the best rent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you had a big ass TV, and you were one yeah. of the early adopters of Netflix. I was like, it was like you and Bowditch were like all about Netflix, and I was like, what the fuck is this? They send you a disc? Well, no, see, they were the, they would uh, adopt Netflix. Where at the time when, if people don't remember, they actually sent you DVDs instead of oh, just yeah. you know watching it. I was the one where I would just fucking illegally download movies yeah. and run up <laughs> DVDs, and we watch them like. That's how we uh, we powered through the entire first season. Of Lost, I remember that, and like, yeah. dude, Lost uh, was huge at Superhouse. Yeah, yeah. I think we powered through that in like three days max, like staying up until odd ends. Remember, it was you and Maddie? You and Maddie were like always watching, like binging before people even talked about binge watching. Yeah, <laughs> binge watch like all of fucking everything yeah 24 um, like all that <laughs> yeah 24 arrested development lost uh colbert report me and maddie when that did was the first, first starting. two seasons yeah me, me and maddie did the Man. first two seasons of the wire in like three days just like non-stop it was nuts <laughs> Jeez. yeah you guys are binging way early james and uh I, stefan i don't know if you were there but uh do you guys remember when we watched stealth <laughs> All together, uh, everybody. Who was there? The shreds. Uh, still. Uh, I, I missed that one. So what's messed oh, really? up is that shit's really happening. Yeah, yeah. Rip that movie a new asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I remember there was the part of the movie where, the, you know, that super intelligent jet, like, downloaded yeah. all the music <laughs> off the internet. And it was like, playing, it was playing like Eve 6 shit. or something. <laughs> <laughs> I would choke on a rind, and that's why I went insane. I to kill everyone. <laughs> so dumb. Yeah, the scene was like this guy was like, he downloaded all the music. He's like, what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, all of it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like that. I Wasn't Jamie Fox in that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that movie was feel? fucking terrible. Terrible. Yeah. What do you think? So this is kind of off uh, the plan a little bit, but what's the, what's the worst movie you've ever seen? Worst uh, movie? Can you name it? I can name it twice. Uh, uh, the worst movie, movie I ever seen is Zigzag, directed by David Goyer. Zigzag is what? By di- uh, sorry, it's directed by okay. David Goyer, what, what starring Wesley Snipes. 
It's horrible. It sounds fucking horrible. horrible. My second my second choice is shoot him up. Oh god, <laughs> that was such a piece of shit. Yeah. Dude, I got to say probably uh Freddy got fingers the worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Fucking, yeah. That movie was fucking terrible. But it's supposed to be bad, bad in a way, you know? Yeah. Shoot him oh, up. But- you know what? You know, no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. There was another one. Remember that guy that was uh, the skinny dude the new, from um, the new guy? God, like Road Trip or something. Like really, like yeah, tall. the new DJ Qualls or something. <laughs> the new yeah, guy? DJ Qualls. He had a movie that with like Tony, <laughs> Tony Hawk and shit, and like oh, no. there was a scene where uh, Stevo was there, and he was teaching he was teaching them how to like do a like how to be clowns. Like there was a clown school scene. That was one of the fucking. That might be the worst movie I've ever seen. Actually, like somebody was really gung ho about making DJ Qualls famous. God, God, that shit was ridiculous. Yeah, probably the worst for me, and also was around the super house time too. Was Ultraviolet? Oh god, yeah. Jeremy and Maddie and I went to go see. Theaters, and it was just the worst goddamn shit ever. And for some reason, the theater had this horrible stench to it, so we all <laughs> felt physically ill. And we actually had to make up for it by like later on going. I forget the name, but it's like, uh, like thirty blocks or something. It was the Bruce oh, Willis sixteen blocks and, with um, with most death movie. The movie is awful too. Sixteen blocks. That's it. <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah, with most F. So we saw that later, and we were just like, "Oh my god, that's so much better. That's an actual film." <laughs> you got one, Johnson. God, uh, I think, man. Uh, and not off the top of my head. Blank I'm totally blank. I think the '90s had some of the worst movies, and uh-huh. the, I think yeah. not like '90s and part of the thou- the, the early thousand like 2000s, <laughs> some of the worst movies ever made, oh, probably. Yeah, I don't know, man. Grandma's Boy was pretty good. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually kind of funny in a way. That you know, I, I didn't like it. that one that much, to be honest with you. I mean, it's. Good, but... It was all right. Anything by Happy Madison is just right. since Wedding Singer just hasn't really like, yeah. hasn't really like worked yeah. for me. That movie is one of those movies that perpetuates that idea that like games are designed by one person, <laughs> like one you person stole can my make game. a AAA game. Yeah, like ridiculous. Like, like yeah, one person can make a, a really good indie game, but like. Yeah. Like, oh, you don't fucking say like, oh yeah, tighten up the graphics on level three. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's not how that works. I've worked yeah. on games. That movie's a lie. <laughs> yeah, James, you worked on fucking Mortal Kombat, right? Yeah, I worked on that last year and uh, been worked on a couple of Call of Duty games as well. Cool. Did you work on um, Alien and the the new pack? I didn't get a chance to work on those, but I did. I did work on Predator and um, uh, Jason as well on the on the last DLC pack. So yeah, yeah. I haven't. I haven't even gotten. Uh, I haven't gotten uh, Mortal Kombat XL or whatever the fuck it's called. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, 
You, do you know anything about Injustice 2, by the way? Uh, nothing I know of for right now. Like, since I was off in the remote offices, uh, yeah. I wasn't uh, able to, like, look at a lot of other stuff that they could have been working at the studio at the time. But the way that they work on stuff, I can't say exactly for sure, but probably next year we might hear something. You don't even think anything at this year's E3? There'll be nothing? Well, it's like when Mortal Kombat came out, they just announced it and it came out so fast afterwards. That seems to be like what a lot of studios are doing nowadays. They want to shorten the amount of time between uh, when it, a game is announced and when it's coming out, or else they end up with like um, the whole bullshit with Sony, uh, with Last nice. Guardian and stuff like that, where it's like... Oh, yeah, it's going to take nine years for this to actually come out. <laughs> Dude, when I came to L.A. six yeah. years ago, they were talking about that game. And yeah. it makes me so it's still not released. <laughs> Supposedly this year. Yeah. yeah so sad. What's the reason for that thing being uh, pushed back so much? You know, sometimes some studios just want to like, keep working on something over and over again like until they get it right and then they switch to they went from like ps3 to ps4 so then you kind of have to scrap everything and start mm. over on the whole new engine but it's like you know say with call of duty they pretty much have locked in every year when their game is coming out and they're making damn sure they're not going to miss it and now they have three separate studios working on call of duty games so they have more time to work on it like you used right. to uh, like two studios so every other year so they have two years to work on it but now they have three so each studio gets three years to work on so it like eases up development but for most most of the time like other studios that are a bit more independent can take however the fuck they long they want uh, but like anyone with like Activision EA and stuff like they're making damn sure their stuff's coming out like clockwork every year pretty much and, like, this will be the first year that uh, Ubisoft isn't putting out an Assassin's Creed, which people are like, wow, they're actually taking it's time on that since they've had, you know, a dozen of those games out in the past nine years. <laughs> so when you, like, are you, do you do any programming or you're just like a designer in Maya? I'm, or... I'm an animator, so I work on, you know, the animations in, like, Maya or Motion Builder. Like for Mortal Kombat, I actually I got to work on like special moves, uh, fatalities, X-rays, and even like character select animations. Hmm. I've ran the gamut of everything that I worked on. What is like, like you hear about like JavaScript and Ruby on Rails and blah blah blah, Python and whatever the fuck. Like, is what's the programming language they use? It That's really de it depends on studio. Like, there is a lot of, like, Python or C++. I, those are usually the ones that they work on there. Is that what Unreal is? Like, does Unreal run on a certain language? I think so. I haven't gotten, like, too deep into any of the actual engines. But, yeah, there's usually, like, a, a base, uh, you know, programming language that they're off of. So that's how people are able to make adjustments to it uh, to fit their needs. So, like, you... You make the visual side of it, animation, mm -hmm. and you make whatever somebody else designed yeah. move. Right. And then somebody from there takes what you did and programs it right. into the game. 
like basically a simplified explaining of the pipeline would be like there's a designer and illustrators that come up with concept art and then from there a modeler would create the uh, 3d version of a character then we have technical artists and riggers which would actually put like a skeletal structure in there then it would be handed off to an animators like myself in which we'd move them either using motion capture or keyframe animation just like moving around the appendages ourselves and then that gets passed on to like texture work to like make sure a guy looks like he's wearing cloth and you know skin and stuff like that and then it's implemented in the actual game engine usually with the help of like programmers okay yeah just you hear like a lot of programming language names but i never really knew what what's the what's the actual one used for gaming like if you play a playstation game it's different and multiple uh languages can be used like over games depending on like if they're working in more uh like the effects or um whether it's like programming for ai and level design and like all that stuff comes together so there's never just one it's like a whole mix of shit going in there all right but you personally don't program you don't you're not a coder you're an animator yeah okay i got it i work right next to activision in santa monica cool yeah i used to uh, work and actually live right near there i I moved uh, a little bit farther south now but yeah i that was uh treyarch right there who who work on the black ops series how much how much were you paying rent in that area that's crazy expensive isn't it I was in like a tiny little place, like right at the intersection of the highways. So mine actually wasn't too bad. Okay. Yeah. It was like, I want to say 1200 a month or something. We were talking about daredevil earlier. (laughs) What do you guys think so far? I'm really enjoying it. I'm only about halfway through so far though. Yeah, I think it's pretty good so far. I'm on episode six, I think. Yeah, I think I'm on like eight. I just uh, we just finished eight. One of the things I noticed, I feel like, uh, I feel like they've gotten like. I thought that Punisher's yeah. Reign of Terror it, it was going to last still... longer. Mm-hmm. There's going to be <laughs> slight spoilers in this conversation, I think, but. But yeah, I, I feel I feel like yeah. they they became friends really soon. Yeah, it, it seems like they're it, it seems like they're playing. Did you guys him, feel that way? Uh, they're they're playing up the good guy in him because we they've shown him kill so many people already. I feel like they're trying. I think they're trying to like no no don't worry right. this guy is a superhero just like Daredevil but you know what I mean so. Um, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what number episode I am, but uh, that that particular part of it has resolved so so far. So so. Um, it's interesting to see, but I know that one thing, it seems like they're going to start, they're going to play with like the threads of story that they have a little bit more. Um, and, and kind of like, you know, like keep things on the back burner while they're still apparent as well as like moving on to other characters and storylines and stuff. Is, is it like, do you, how do you feel about, Burnthal's portrayal like you're you're probably the most uh 
yeah, red as far um, as punisher's concerned here i think uh at first Santa i was Cruz. like i was like i don't know i don't really like that guy but then but but basically what it was is i i felt like he wasn't right for the role but i thought that it was an interesting choice um because uh, the character varies so differently from Shane on The Walking Dead. And I've seen him in other movies like Me and Earl and The Dying Girl and, and I don't know what else. But I've, he's always kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But to be honest, I think like I think the writers got a, like stuck to the, the source character really well. And wherever Barenthal kind of like defines himself in the role, I still feel like they have just enough like little lines and just enough little things to make it like solid punisher um my only gripe is that he's not a little bit bigger in stature but otherwise i think he's pretty good once he gets the skull on good yeah i haven't gotten that far yet either but uh it's cool to see like like daredevil's all martial arts won't kill anybody for the most part and then you got punisher just hardly any martial arts just shooting motherfuckers right in the right in the face one shot one kill like the way they did the action scenes, man. Like, <laughs> that's real good. I mean, it seems to be the villains are the two gangs, the Irish and the Yakuza, right? Yeah. It's just the, the Fisk was Fisk was like Fisk was Marvel's best fucking villain, to be honest with you, in my opinion. And I mean, yeah, the Punisher's storyline's been good, but not quite as intriguing as the Fisk thing. And I, I don't know why. Like, especially when you, God, when you go into the backstory and when like Fisk in the seventies and hell's kitchen, that shit was like almost like hard to watch, you know, Johnson, have you seen it yet? No, I haven't seen any, any of this. <laughs> Dude, you gotta get, you gotta watch Daredevil. It's real good. Yeah. Me and the lady friend are watching uh what is it? Game of cards. Game of, house, house of <laughs> house of cards. <laughs> yeah. Catching up on that. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet, actually. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> his dude his southern accent man it's just like it's really bad. he's trying to be like beauregard drinking a mint julep on a hot <laughs> july you know it's like what dude it's a bit over the top, yeah. people from people from the south like just i don't know how popular i wonder if ratings are lower in the south for that movie because that the accent like it's just not it's it's it sounds like shit. Well, all his like colorful phrases are really over the top too. Trying to be like like uh, like really southern expressions all over yeah, the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna nod. Yeah, I'm gonna nod like a, like a blah, 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 you know, fucking. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's like can't even pull one out. <laughs> no, hardly any actor can get the southern accent down. It's it's it really drives me nuts. Uh, Nick Cage. No, it's fucking it's fucking terrible. <laughs> I know. The best the best one I've heard from somebody that's not southern is Maggie from Walking Dead cuz she's Irish I think. No, she's like Australian I think. So, dude, something she's not even American and she's her accent is fucking 100% on point. Yeah, she's good. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, but yeah. By the way, uh, tell me why I pay full price for Netflix, but I get like ten percent of what you guys get in the states. Cause you're in fucking Latvia. Oh, <laughs> shit. And uh, I get this keeping everything on lockdown. Uh, proxy either. So. Jordan, you said you had a uh, kind of uh, more insight on the superhouse parties from last episode. Yeah, my target won't shut up. 
Yeah, well, specifically what you said about Maddie's sister. But we didn't do anything, first of all. Um, so that was, that was Maddie's sister? What? Didn't yeah. Did you talk about that? Yeah. I didn't say you did anything, but you were, like, going after her. Well, um, what I remember was that Johnson had um, me, Benny, Taylor, I think, and someone else. In the, I think you might have been joking. But uh, he was like, um, she was just sitting by herself, and he was just like, like, who's going to go after, I mean, who's getting with my sister tonight? And I just went over there, like, as a joke also, but then... We ended up just like going off to some park somewhere, and then that was it. And I was about to be—I uh, I didn't feel right about it. I'll just say that. And then, um, and then I heard that like she was supposed to be marrying someone or something like that. I don't. And so, and also it was it was Maddie's sister. I was like, okay, this has gone too far already, and I haven't done anything. So that's about it. I I remember hearing later on that she came back to Super House said this is what Benny or someone said that she said was just like hey I thought you and uh, your, uh, me and your brother were going to make out <laughs> and I was already asleep so that's that's that was that <laughs> and in the meantime like I think Benny and Taylor someone else almost got in a fight with someone that's all I know I came back and I was like man I wish I was there to see that <laughs> I think these are two different parties you guys have. No. Uh, you're mixing them up. Because when you almost got in a fight, that was at Abby's was, place. And when, right. whenever uh, you were hitting on <laughs> Maddie's sister, that was at Super House. No, we were at someone else's house to begin with. Was it like I a multi-house party yeah, night? One of those nights? It was... I'm pretty sure I came back I don't know where they almost got in a fight. Actually. You almost got in a fight with Johnson's arch nemesis, John Lynn. Well, yeah, I missed I missed all of that. <laughs> I came back and, and it was like, I don't know. I don't remember what happened. I was like, I want to go. But we went back to Super House later, like that, at the very end. I went to sleep once I got there. So I know it didn't take place at Super House. Um, it began at probably Abby's house or somewhere near there. I feel like they almost got in a fight somewhere else. But, I mean, who knows? There's plenty of places they got almost got in fights at. Um, <laughs> but, Wait, what is about Arch Nemesis? <laughs> didn't you hate that guy? Who is that? I don't even know who that was. He was that guy that he was like the 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 proto hipster that was like biking and had a uh, like cut off denim shorts on all the fucking time. Be more specific. Man, at the time, you hated this guy. Who, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I honestly have no idea. Nah, it's fine. It's a lot, a lot of it's a blur. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't even know why they were about to fight. I think he just... Johnson was getting a lot of shit stirred up. <laughs> <laughs> Johnson, apparently, you, you, got, you, oh, huddled, I mean, you huddled him up. It was... It was my choice. It was it was my choice, but that was I, I took it as a challenge. And it was like it didn't even feel like completing the challenge. Johnson, apparently you you got them all together without me there, and you were like, "So guys, who's getting with Maddie's sister tonight?" 
I mean, that sounds like something I would do. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I, that, There are very few things about that that I remember, but I remember the salient points. And that was, one, that was like right, right when it started, because she was sitting by herself, and um, yeah, that was, that was basically it. I think it was like we were kind of staying, me and Benny and Taylor probably were all standing around because we didn't know everyone, and then, yeah, it was just kind of a huddle up. <laughs> that's all I have to say about that but I mean also I think everyone thought we were insane me and Benny and Taylor because when we went down there it was like um, it was a vacation for it was like this isn't even real like that's how we treated it um, it was like getting drunk in the day ain't so bad uh, and it was crazy I remember seeing Batman Begins drunk <laughs> It was almost like a, and then the other story you told about me was, I think it was the, I don't remember any of that at all, but you, you gave me the name Captain Caveman after that. Oh yeah, I, after Jordan screamed, your vagina is mine to this girl and passed <laughs> out was, in a drunken uh, stupor. That's really I, scary because I don't remember any of that. I, I nicknamed Jordan Captain Caveman. because you said I was, um. It was like you wanted to bonk him on the head and bring him back to your cave. That's why. <laughs> Instead, I went to my cave and pissed myself. Yeah, well, my, my fucking cave. <laughs> oh, yeah. You pissed my bed. Sorry. I was just like an old man. Like, <laughs> was like wandering into rooms and digging on stuff. Stealing things. No, I don't know. <laughs> that was, um... <laughs> I hope that only happened once. <laughs> Yeah, because you, I know that happened because you told me about it. But <laughs> who knows what else? I will never forget that. That shit was hilarious. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know how. I, I've never been that drunk ever before. It was one that of the was, last uh, ones, though. It might have been the second to last one when the cops came for the first it. time. I didn't even get to see the party part of it. No, you didn't. Uh, Listen, these these kids are running wild. I think they might set the house on fire. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta 
made it hey maddie guess what we're just talking about how jordan almost made out with your sister uh, oh man no. <laughs> johnson made me no i didn't do anything uh, I, I, I aborted in the, middle, in the middle i already felt awkward saying that before he got here <laughs> uh, no i just wanted to say because when i listened to the podcast it made andrew made it sound like weird just going off to him You guys were high school kids at a college party. You, you went insane, and everybody else thought you were insane. Oh. Yeah, to be honest, I'm going to concur with that assessment of your behavior. That was a perfect summary, lacking in no way, shape, or form. That's essentially oh. what you guys... You guys were a, a whirling maelstrom of young teenage hormones. I mean, I was, I was pretty young then, like, I guess. We were all pretty young, but you made me feel like a warm corpse. Like, <laughs> you, your guys' energy. Like, I was like, how are these kids just um, going nuts at, like, 4 p.m., 5 p.m.? Is, you know, I think Benny brings that out of all of us. Yeah. yeah. Keep yeah. it going. I mean, he would be, I don't know. I think there would be times when even I was trying to go to sleep and... Yeah, but you know the difference. The difference is when, when you're that young, you can essentially be medically dead, you know. And then the next day, you're just like, oh, let's go drink some more. Whereas if you do that now, no, uh, yeah, I know, I know, I, know. I don't actually regret not remembering some of that stuff. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, it was like we knew how dumb we were being and still did it. And that's it's also really dumb. You probably yeah. destroyed, you know, several million neurons in the span of maybe forty-eight hours. I got you. Might, you might, you might have, you might have invented something by now if it wasn't for that one weekend. It was just lost one? a chance forever. Well, no, no. I'm saying maybe the first one is the one I'm talking about. I don't know. But no, you're right. I, I mean, these things blur together. Um. Yeah, I'm not proud of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> That shit was so funny, though. Yeah, I think I think everybody else is proud of you for it. You don't have to be proud of it for yourself. No, I'm no hero. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am Captain Kidd. Yeah, that's your moniker from now on. That's it. I have no insight on that. The other thing. <laughs> Just that other thing. Anyway, isn't there a structure to this or some shit? We got some structure, yeah. Is, is it talking about uh, hanging out with sisters? Because I, I got a story about Andrew Bush, your oh. brother, who is not beyond reproach. You weren't you weren't there for this, were you? No, I wasn't there. Yeah, but, uh, I know what you're about to tell. She tells me everything. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, I mean, 
mean, essentially, I'll just summarize it very quickly. They they went to an all you can drink karaoke. Andrew got abusively drunk, like <laughs> just trying to hit on. It sounds like anything that that moved within his sort of like vision space, kind of like you know how frog will just attack anything that moves. And uh, they essentially, he was the only one that spoke any Japanese. These two girls, uh, my sister and her model friend, pretty pretty clueless and. They had to get him a taxi, put him in there. And I heard he threw up in the taxi, and the taxi driver was like super pissed, and he almost had a. <laughs> he threw up in the taxi. Yeah, this was oh, the this was taxi. this was the last time I ever got that drunk. Uh, we went to karaoke with with them, and like she had like her photographer friends or something. They were like all L.A. bros, it seemed like, and. Uh, they had brought their own alcohol, I think, to the karaoke thing, as well as ordered drinks. And it was like some mixture of, like, vodka and something else. And it knocked me the fuck out. Real quick. And, like, I was with, you know, two hot girls, and I fucking started, like, I think I tried to kiss them. And then that's when they, <laughs> that's when they, called, the, they called the taxi on me. And this is a long-ass taxi drive. And uh, I threw up in the taxi, and this the Japanese taxi driver like was screaming at me. I remember, and that taxi ride ended up being like over two hundred dollars. And I had he had to drop me off at Seven Eleven. I had to drunkenly take out money uh, just to pay for the ride because I didn't have I didn't have two hundred bucks on me anymore. That was in. I missed the part. That was in Japan, also. Yeah, that was that was in, that was probably two thousand eight. Could have slept in one of them capsule hotels, maybe. <laughs> Threw up in that. I think I was too drunk to think about it. I was kind of surprised <laughs> that they sent me home. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I had never had that happen yeah. to me before. Uh, I've never heard the expression "they call the cab on me." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And they did that. It's very punitive. They it did. The, it's the step before they call the police. They call a cab. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. God. Yeah, that was bad, but that was that was eight years ago. So. Yeah, that taxi driver's fine. <laughs> God, he, he was so fucking pissed. When you're not in when you're not in your home, it uh, it's a little easier to act. Uh, act in ways that you may not in your in your sort of familiar environs with people you know and care about and love. You don't give a fuck about anybody on the street. You might not even speak the same language as them. It definitely is a license to behave in any manner you want. It's just, especially back at that time, it was like you didn't have to worry about like driving back. You could take a train and whatever. Like you can get really fucking drunk in Tokyo and be fine. So. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that was the only time something like that had happened. But yeah, that happened. If I, I ever, if I did, if I visit you in Japan at that time, I'd probably call this an international incident. <laughs> I have no doubt. Yeah. Especially so, at that time, and if it was just you and Benny that came, that would have been fucking nuts. I don't know what we would have done. You might not have made it off the train from the airport. They have a credit card on that train. You might, you might it have. depends on what age I was. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, 
try to look on the bright side. They still had uh, they still had beer vending machines in in those days. They're pretty much completely gone at this point. There's some tap uh, card thing too. I'm gonna get a beer. Be right back. Yeah, there's a uh, tap card ah. for cigarettes now. Ah. Wait, when did they get rid of the beer vending machines? Uh, high end hotels sometimes have them. Or sorry, lower end hotels sometimes have them in like the the lobby so that they don't have to do room service. But uh. On the streets, yeah, they're almost completely gone. I mean, they're trying to, like, clean a lot of stuff up for the Olympics, essentially, it seems like. Um, but it's just been changing like that for a long time. I mean, just, like, it feels to me as as somebody who's been, I guess, traveling for since I could walk or whatever. Yeah. That's a douchey thing to say. But uh, <laughs> it, it essentially feels like any global city feels the same. Like, there's the same chains. You know that there, you can get a Starbucks coffee. It, it's yeah. really getting more and more difficult to, uh, you know, fly into, because you fly into a city, typically, if it's a one, if you're not making, like, 17 connections, it's got a big airport, it's going to have all those those chain places. Yeah, Dunkin' Donuts, 7-Eleven, all that. Yeah, I was in, uh, last time I was in Japan, uh, like, end of last year, yeah, I was trying to remember... Our hotel definitely had a beer vending machine. Well, yeah, the, ho- the hotels are like the last, last place. There's actually a guy on YouTube that goes around Japan and like takes these exhaustive 35 minute videos of old vending machines <laughs> where, where they get out of service. <laughs> like old, old beer vending machines, old soda vending machines, ramen, udon, that kind of thing. Like an Andy Warhol video of just vending machines. It's it's so, just like it's it's like if Andrew like went around and just narrated everything he was doing while he gets a vending you know, post a vending machine. <laughs> oh, it's like, like if, it's like if our dad went to Japan. He like pushes every <laughs> button and he does like a close up and you can like hear the noise and he's like, hmm, that's a good noise. That's very nostalgic. These then are he, like <laughs> down to the next button and he pushes the next button. Then he like counts out his change and like takes a close up and then. Puts the coins in really slowly. Um, it's it's an oddly satisfying YouTube channel to watch. Like that's kind of relaxing. It is. That's exactly what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't there isn't there vending machines with like Tommy Lee Jones on them, like coffee? The coffee machines. Yeah. 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 I know that from the Yakuza game. <laughs> I've never actually been there, but um. Wait, no, I don't think his face is in there, but whatever. He uh, does a slow for The Yakuza game is pretty, like, if you if you haven't been to Japan in a while but used to live there or something, that game kind of nails it. The feeling of just walking around um, Kabukicho in Shinjuku. Yeah, everyone who says, everyone who's been to Japan and watches it or whatever, it makes them so, like, just want to go to Japan immediately, but it seems, I don't even think that game came out over here, I just saw someone playing it. I mean, the only real disconnect is, uh, you rarely start going blue blue and have right. to, like, beat up 17 Yakuza. <laughs> rarely. Speaking of, of taxis in that newest one, it looks like... Well, I don't a... want to go now. now. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a part in that game where you have to drive 
taxis, and it's like the opposite of crazy taxi. It's like you, you have to stop at everything. Um, you have to make conversation with the passenger. But then at one point you get in the street race, apparently, with the with the other, not the Yakuza, some other lame gang, like the like that shitty gang and the Warriors. I mean, a bunch of, there's a lot of them. I mean, there's the Gang of Mines. And what? The, the orphans. None of them are shitty. The orphans. <laughs> I just, I'm just coming back in. I just jump back in. Inter- interject my opinion on something that I don't know. That was the, um, I think that was the one that was meant to be the shitty game. Right, I see what you mean. Ass. I see what you mean now. <laughs> Thank you, Stefan, for that commentary. like talking to taxi drivers? Maybe that's, a, that's an interesting segue. <laughs> no. God, no. no. Uh, I usually don't. Depends on how drunk I am. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't care. That, that are really interesting. Sometimes they're really nice guys. To be honest, they I think you. that might be one of the, the biggest reasons, or one of the main reasons that Uber is just killing Lyft, because... Lyft drivers always want to talk to you about your day and, like, <laughs> this bumpy and stuff. It's, it's too much sometimes. Because they much. all think they're your pal. Like, you're just friends. It's like, I'm coming to pick you up, buddy. Don't worry, yeah. I'll be there in 10. Yeah, it's a little it's a little strange. Stone cold, man. <laughs> I've, never used, I've never used Lyft. It sounds like they have a bunch of gimmicks that they make them do or something. Yeah, sen- essentially. I mean, they're trying. They have to differentiate their their sort of image, right? Like Uber is the sleek corporate kind of like yeah. lu- luxury Lyft thing. Is your neighbor friendly neighborhood ride? I don't know. I don't share. work in a car with this creepy stash on it. But sometimes the people are cool. Sometimes they're cute chicks. So <laughs> the first time I, the same. Uber, I was I was so surprised how was the first time I tried it, and, um, yeah, it, I was, like, still getting ready, and the person was waiting, and then I was like, wait, I could have just walked there, and, uh, it was just, she didn't seem like she really wanted to talk, so I was like, oh, great, I don't want to either, <laughs> I'm going to work. <laughs> there yeah, was actually, uh, and a stinging cat driver in Chicago. Say it again. I had a singing cab driver in Chicago. Singing. Oh really? Singing. Oh god. Yeah, it's like, like a, it's like an, it's like an urban legend. They're like people talk about it, and they're like, yeah, I've rode, I've ridden in the singing with the singing cab driver, and it's like, wait, no, that doesn't exist. You're being dumb. And then one night, uh, me and a girlfriend were like, hailed this cab, and he, we get in, and he's like, hey, and we're like, what's up? He's like. Want to hear a song? I was like, oh shit. Maddie, when, uh, when did this happen? What year was that? Was that a couple years ago? Uh, um, no. It was probably like my last year in Chicago or the year before I left. Uh, yeah, I, I feel know. like um, one of the things that's dis- disappearing is essentially. That singing cab driver guy, he probably now has a fucking, like, hashtag and, like, 17,000 Instagram videos. <laughs> yeah. And he was, no, he's in a band called, called like, uh, There's no mystique around him anymore. It's yeah, essentially, yeah. Right. Because there was a Batman to me, um, guy, and 
in L.A., but, you know, he just blew up on social media, and 20 million people had verified proof that he existed. He's special to me. I don't care what you people say. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's what I'm telling you. What I'm song, telling you he's special song? to you because he's not overexposed. Right. Yeah, last time I was in L.A., yeah. um, me and Jeremy uh, went and met some people at this, like, wine bar, and it was me, him, and this girl. We got in the Uber. She was, like, you know, she was, like, kind of fucking with the guy, but not, like, anything bad. I think he's, like, from Ghana or something. Threw us out. Threw us out of the cab. Threw? <laughs> Wait, what was she? What, what? Why did you why why get thrown out? Uh, no, he was just, like, he was just, like, I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear Or being a different whatever. I don't know. Like, get out of my cab. He pulls over. He's, like, get out. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Pretty funny. Uh, in Ch- in Chicago, it was like a, he was like we got in on the wrong on the side of the street. He's like, "Why the fuck did you in my cab? You want to go like just turn the cab and go that fucking out of him like so <laughs> cab drivers." <laughs> All right, guys, I, got, I actually got to take off um, at this point. I just wanted to check in and see everybody's shining faces. All right. What up, is? <laughs> see, see ya. See ya, man. See ya. Hey, Andrew, by yeah. the way, stop trying to blow up my spot with, uh, with women all the way from California, all right? <laughs> what, are you at, what are you talking about? I'm going to put you on blast. I'm going to record that. <laughs> record what? <laughs> don't, don't, put, don't put my business out in the street. <laughs> What happened? Did I miss it already? No, not, nothing seriously ha- happened. Just one of, we have a, we have a, well, I guess Andrew and I are, um, the term is Eskimo brothers, essentially. <laughs> Aren't we all at this point? Uh, well, we're not, we're not, like, and there are no degrees of separation, essentially. Um, and I was hanging out with this person, and he, uh, I, I'm not sure exactly what you said, but she, she told me something like, uh, you asked if I was trying to fuck every girl at the table or something like that? No, I didn't say that. <laughs> what did she say? I said, are, <laughs> I said, are you hitting on all the girls there? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that is a, yeah, that's a big difference, Andrew. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> trying to fuck and hitting on are slightly different. Hitting on girls. What is your image of me, Andrew? I'm a fucking. I'm a fucking. I wanted to just fuck. Hey, this dog's need to shut the fuck up. I just want. I know, alright? I've told him that. I just wanted to uh, see what she'd say. <laughs> okay. Alright. Well, you, you got your intel, buddy. <laughs> what? <laughs> I wanted to fuck. I wanted to see what. You know, yeah. But she said, she said you didn't do anything. That's, that's not what I'm here for, man. This time. Okay. <laughs> what, whatever. So I'll see you guys later. All right, see you. I was talking with awesome. our with a with the, the the friend that we both know and she uh she said she was eating out with him and Israel and her her boyfriend and some other girls that she knows. So that's why I asked her that. Eating out, you say. 
I've missed something. Yeah. What, what the yeah, fuck you, happened? You said, eat, you said you and the girls are eating out, and uh, I think we're all wondering where that was going and didn't, didn't say anything about it. Oh. Because we're, we're mature now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to point it out, though. <laughs> I, I knew he was. <laughs> going back to the plan, I was wondering, so did you guys want to talk about uh, the, the new X-Men trailer? Too short, too young. Said it. There. Oh, uh, Oscar Isaac. Too goddamn short. Oh, wait, who is he in the new one? It's like worse and worse than the last one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's I'm like everyone's all wearing the black tactical outfit rather than just like at least putting some color or something into it. Cylon with the one in like her actual original outfit. Who? Yeah, Only her is in her. She looks. She looks good, but Olivia Munn can't act for shit. Yeah. She's yeah. Psylocke. Yeah, she looks right. like it. Yeah. I, man, I, I thought the world had forgotten about that. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen the trailer yet, so. Yeah. It looks okay. It's that same. It's that same Brian Singer bullshit, man. It's gonna be like way more dramatic than it needs to, and it's not gonna be fun where it counts. Right. That's my prediction. I can't wait for him to reboot X Men. <laughs> I know. Right well, well, the fucking yeah. Fox needs to get hacked first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get a good fucking X Men movie. Because Spider Man's important, and yeah. people are fucking it up. <laughs> so, so why not the X Men? If they rebooted it, how would you want them to do it? The X Men? Yeah. I don't know something something familiar. You know what I mean? Like like visually, you know, like what we were talking about with the the cartoon and how the cartoon like. You know, for the generation that is making the movies now, they're the generation that was basically raised on the cartoon. Yeah. So why not take that Jim Lee era, Chris Claremont, X-Men, and make it more familiar, make the world bigger, you know? Like, do what they're doing with Avengers and all these and Captain America and all the spinoffs, but do that with X-Men characters. I think Deadpool has gotten it a little bit further because um, that's, I think, was a huge leap because it, like, they got an X-Men character right and had fun with it and, you know, he was the butt of Deadpool's jokes. So, I don't know. I just hope they start, like, less of this fucking, like, you know, I've never felt power like this before. <laughs> it's, like, super dramatic. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> 
Maddie said. Yeah, Maddie, say that again. Yeah, Maddie's. I don't know what's happened with his. We'll get this shit straightened out one of these days. Yeah. I want to check that original audio. Thoughts on Hugh Jackman? I always thought he was too likable to be Wolverine. I thought he wasn't short enough. Yeah. He's supposed to be short and gruff and. He is a little bit too. Yeah, I guess that's what you're Too likable that is. You go back and watch. If you go back and watch that Apocalypse episode from the cartoon, there's some good Wolverine moments where they really kind of, like, illustrate what his character is like. And he's actually pretty no, fucking, I, like, hard to be He's pretty annoying. He's pretty, he's like a know-it-all, but he's always right. And you yeah. don't want to hear it, you don't want to admit it, but he's been through some shit, so listen to him. <laughs> like, he, he kind of mans people and he complains. Or, you know, like, if somebody has a dumb idea, he's like, nah, that's stupid. <laughs> they don't really, you know, the Wolverine, we have from the current X movies, Hugh Jackman. I love him, of course, but like you're saying, he's like way too likable. How could you not? But he's like, it's just like the whole thing is more like let's get to the core of what makes Wolverine hurt. Why is he so angry? It's like no, you're like get him in there. Like this, you know, cannonball. What do they call it? The fucking the fastball special. You know, like throw that motherfucker in there. Yeah. <laughs> Because he's basically our grandpa, but he's got to be meaner. Yeah. R rated, so they'll finally, you know, a character that has fucking knives for hands will finally be able to do what he's always supposed to have done in movies. They should straight up cast Robert De Niro and just have him just start wrecking people. (laughs) (laughs) That guy can't even fucking move, man. Put him in your face. <laughs> well, I mean, he is the best part of, uh, actually, probably the best part, my favorite part of First Class was his cameo when uh, McAvoy goes to visit it and he tells, tells him to fuck off. Yeah. Like, that was more, that was the most Wolverine thing well, I've ever seen him done in that movie. Yeah. That, that three seconds was the best Wolverine movie so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think, I mean, it seems like the, the, the Oscar Isaacs, like, he seems to be pretty captivating, I think, in the trailer, despite how short he might be. Um, I mean, his yeah, face, he, the face isn't exactly the same. Huh? This t- Apocalypse was always, like, this towering, like, fucking statue of a person or god or whatever the hell he is. I think he's, they're going to, they're, they're not going to make him, like... They're going to inc- increase his height, I'm pretty sure, man. Yeah, yeah there is a shot in the trailer. I mean, 
even in, in his default mode, I mean, he should be taller than everyone and, like, big square jaw, like, older appearance. Was there a shot of him yeah. being shorter than someone? Yeah, in some of the uh, photos and, like, magazines, he's, like, the same height as everyone else. Oh, yeah. uh, well. Yeah. All right. It seems like, it seems as though from the trailer that he can grow from different heights, which I think he could do in, like, the animated series, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. But he was always, like, a really big dude. That was what was great about Apocalypse, because when he came on the screen, you were like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. He's going to destroy everyone. And the only thing that works in this trailer, and, like, what makes me excited for it is it's called Apocalypse. It has Apocalypse in it. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, he's going to be fucking huge. He's going to kill everyone. And I'm going to be so worried for everyone. But then you see it, and you're like, eh, they can take him. Yeah. And who's, uh, like, what's the deal, like, they is who, like, Mystique leading the team? And I don't know. Like, what, it just, I don't know. It's just, it's so weird. Like I, like I said on Facebook, like, I thought Days of Future Past was really great, but it still feels very different from the X-Men that I grew up with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, my thing with Days of, like, Man, I don't know, man. I just wish they would have stuck to the future. Like, I don't even give a shit to go back to the past. And it's like, I don't know, like, I like Wolverine. I'm a big Wolverine fan, but they just turned it into another fucking Wolverine movie. And it's like, there are a shit ton of other X-Men that can hold their own movie. He's the only one that can go back in time. Are you fucking kidding me? You could have told me, you could have wrote anyone else into that, and I would have believed it. Because it's a fucking comic book movie. Yeah. Like, you don't need to justify this shit for me to be like, oh, wait, that doesn't make sense, because I know a lot about time travel. <laughs> Scratch the side of my head. Yeah. You know, it's like, just, I think it was an interesting story. It was definitely the changing of the guard there. Like, after Matthew Vaughn came and, like, reinvigorated the entire franchise, and then and then they switch it up, and Brian Singer comes back in, and, like, everything seems Fox different. It, uh, yeah. It's heavy. This dude is trying to, like, change the world with fucking X-Men movies or something. (laughs) Yeah, we were happy with No, man. (laughs) But also, if you remember from the cartoon, it was supposed to be Bishop who goes back in time. Right. And Bishop, like, the coolest character, got, like, no screen. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Like, like, right from the first one. Say it again. I said, who are they going to Maddie, is Maddie slow to everybody else? Yeah. I'm sorry, Maddie. I can't hear you, man. He's in his apartment right now like, fuck, motherfucker. <laughs> Matt, Matt, you need to get on your MacBook or something, dude. He's he saying he didn't have internet. Oh, oh, okay, I got it. All right. It's unrecognizable. <laughs> and now, and now we're just like it, it's like reaching like what Maddie was like. Yeah, it's apocalypse, and they're kind of just like blah. There it is, crazy, right? But you're we're still like in the costume design, and it looks yeah. like Ivan News. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like over the top with the Egyptian theme, like way over the top. 
I barely remember that from the cartoon. I don't remember them. I just remember like him being a total badass and destroying fucking everybody. But I yeah, I don't remember the whole Egyptian backstory at all. Was that in the yeah, cartoon? Yeah, had that pyramid, and that's where his like Lazarus pits sort of thing is. And there's an episode where Cable and his son try to storm it. Yeah. And they have to go back in time for something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like they're trying to consolidate those stories as well because <clears throat> there's a shot where Apocalypse approaches as Apocalypse approaches Storm, a younger right. Storm. Um, so it seems like they're going to take that whole Egyptian, Cairo, Africa kind of bit of this mythology and kind of mash it together. I'm sure the same thing with with, with the Archangel storyline. Yeah. But it looks I don't know. I'm like hoping, I'm like holding out hope that it's going to be good or at least like start to see more familiar things. Psylocke, as, as bad as I think Olivia Munn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, yeah just look, she looks the part, you know, like she looks oh. like, oh my God, there's something to grasp onto and now it's Psylocke. And then it's like, this movie's going to make a billion dollars somehow. It's going to get a spin off movie. Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh my God, did you see Psylocke? It's like, so empowering. <laughs> anyway, but wasn't apo- wasn't the apocalypse storyline? The apocalypse storyline part of it was like he could take away your mutant genes. Yeah, yeah. There were, well, there was one episode. He was. That's how he got his four horsemen. He had this plan. He lured people in, saying that yeah, he could take away the gene. These people that didn't want to be mutants anymore, but really, he just turned them into his slaves. That's the thing that got me when I was a kid. Power is when I, when I watched that storyline when I was a kid, I kept, I couldn't help but feel like, are, are you fucking kidding me? You're a mutant and you want to take away your powers? Right. Yeah, totally. Like I did not understand whatsoever when I watched at the it. Time, at the, yeah, you, I never understood why. You don't understand the stigma of what a mutant being a mutant is when you're that young. You're like, fuck you. I want. Then give me your powers and I want. Them. They're teaching you not to give in to conformity, man. <laughs> That's what it's about. It's about expressing yourself. <laughs> It'd be cool to see if, if they do actually do like a metal wing uh, archangel. I think they are. They are. Yeah. They are doing that. Okay. Yeah. And you know what? You know what? I, uh, I noticed. I saw like a breakdown of it. They have. Uh, Archangel has, has tattoos on his face that are like uh, the pink tattoos that Archangel had in the comic books. Oh, really? Cool. That's, that's where I'm like, very small things that are that are recognizable. And that right now I'm still like, all right, give it a chance. It might be cool. Yeah. We're all good actors, you know, like we're trying. But this yeah. isn't the fucking YouTube anymore, man. Like this is a whole different ballgame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Life depends on. It. <laughs> I still haven't seen the trailer. I mean, I I like Days of Future Past, but I didn't go out of my way to see it. And actually, it was Andrew that had us watch it, and uh, I was surprised by it. But I wasn't didn't even really necessarily know a new one was coming out, to be honest. Um, but I'm kind of. 
fatigued on the superhero stuff, it's, except the last thing I saw was Deadpool, and that was great. But that's a whole different thing. Um, I'm sure if I saw the trailer for Apocalypse, I'd be psyched to see it, but I haven't seen any movies lately. I don't really watch trailers, but me and Andrew weren't just, we weren't arguing, but he was saying, I just don't understand why people hate Jennifer Lawrence. Like, I can't even remember what Mystique is supposed to look like, though. <laughs> Besides Rebecca Romaine. I, I feel the same way. I love Jennifer Lawrence. She, Andrew, you brought up a point saying that like she, she was like too too weak of a linchpin for those movies or something. They made her way too important. Like I, look again. I'm I'm referring mainly to the to the cartoon, but I don't remember Mystique ever being that fucking important. I, I don't right. either. I thought you were talking. Yeah, I I don't think is that is she like leading the team. I mean, she it's, it's, she gets like the screen time. She gets so much screen time because of the Hunger Games were were popular. Like I think Hunger Games one yeah. came out right after First Class, so she doesn't have a big role in First Class. But then after Hunger Games comes out, she has like a pretty pretty big role in Days of Future Past. I, but uh, I, I keep I I I've seen the I've seen like three of those four Hunger Games movies. To be honest, I liked two. But I kind of forget about them. I like her in other stuff better. Um, she's, she's awesome, but I think Andrew is right about that. It's just like who she is right now. Yeah. No, I, I get she's over. Like, I get. For my money, it would be a fucking Magneto movie all over. Give me that for a trilogy. I'm down. There was a Magneto script. Yeah, a lot, a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, because in days I can't even remember what she really did in Days of Future Past. I just, I, Andrew, any of the first movies she would, the first X Men movie she was in what, was First Class. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even remember her being in that, and I was a fan of her at the time. I, I saw that in theaters twice, and that, I never knew that. She wasn't, she wasn't as big yet. There was like, uh, McAvoy Michael Fassbender movie. But I want to like you guys. Can you describe any interesting scene from Days of the Future Past that isn't the Quicksilver scene? Uh, no. Well, <laughs> I was about to say the Quicksilver. Beginning, the beginning where they show those mutants like in the slave collars, and I'm assuming that's Master Mold. Yeah. Okay. any more of that. Well, the scenes where like uh, that girl's making portals and shit, and Bishop and they're running and shit. That was good. I remember when everybody died, and I remember distinctly the, the the moment I checked out of Days of Future Past was when I realized Wolverine was gonna have bone claws for the fucking two hours. <laughs> I don't even remember that. I um yeah the Quicksilver thing, and then there was oh yeah when they go to get McAvoy back and he's all drunk, and then then he calls back the uh, cameo where he tells him to fuck off in the uh, first class. It's like oh, oh yeah, God. I remember you. That was that was just two things I remember. It's like, stick with us before we get hacked and Marvel owns the rights to us. Totally. That's why that you know that movie Hardcore Henry that's coming out that first person action movie. Oh, I did. Yeah. I did, did see a trailer for that when I saw the people, people don't know yet, but that shit is gonna be like a whole fucking massive subgenre of entertainment. And when people see that movie, they're gonna be like. Now I have to buy a fucking Samsung VR or Sony or Oculus. 
I don't know. <laughs> I heard that was actually fight. good. Or somewhat good. <laughs> I mean, he's a good director. To be fair. I hadn't seen it, so I'm not going to bash it, but I'm just saying I, it, it was like just inexplicable. Like, what? It's aliens and Rihanna or something? <laughs> About battleship? What was I going to... I was going to mention the, the first Mortal Kombat movie. is hilarious if you watch it now. Like, uh, you know how Scorpion dies in that? He doesn't just die. He, like... <laughs> he like gets his head like part of his skull cut off then like lava blood shoots out of it and then it explodes then his head explodes into like bugs and snakes and then he catches on fire and then he explodes and it's like, like a... <laughs> it's like we can't do blood but whoa watch this motherfucker <laughs> it's like a fucking tool video yeah <laughs> um, yeah like I can see Big Goro being in a tool video Kind of looks like claymation. I think he's in the car. For what it's worth, the first Mortal Kombat movie wasn't too far off. No, it wasn't bad. I um, it was just good enough to be like, you know, like I never owned Mortal Kombat, but I went to my bad friend's house to go play it because he had because he knew the blood code. He's, he's <laughs> the guy with the Genesis playing. We had it on. Super Nintendo. I think we mostly played it on the arcade. Uh, but oh, wait, I was the Genesis. Fuck. I um, I remember that was. I, I think that still is the only movie we had ever gone to like go to see, and it was sold out. Like, and uh, we loved it. I mean, it wasn't. It was, yeah. it was perfect. I even I remember even loving the second one when it came out, but I was young and really stupid. Um, that's unwatchable now, <laughs> but the first one's No, the release of the first one was pretty fucking great. Yeah, and I remember it was, like, a bunch of older people, guys. Maybe they weren't that old, because we were really young and they seemed older, but they could have been, like, 13 or something. But I, but it was kind of like how it was in the arcades. You weren't, I was, I never really remember playing that game with people my age in the arcades. It was always, like, older kids that... I'm like, hey, I have my quarter up. I'm like, hey, fuck you. Yeah. But sometimes they teach you new moves. Kid. Or till Whatever. That Street Fighter movie. <laughs> that is terrible. That's funny. If you watch it now and you understand what camp is, like, I don't know if that's really what they're going for. Who knows? But... Um, I mean, some of the best camp is this kind that's not intentional anyway. But I just remember the whole movie, we're like, when is he going to throw a fireball? And then he does, but it's like just a, one frame of white. Just blank. Yeah, it, like, it was and, like right next to him. It didn't go across the screen or anything. Yeah. It's it just I, like at the very end of the movie. They're they like, oh, that's something that happens in the game. Maybe we should put it in there. <laughs> some way. Conversely, though, I think that Street Fighter Assassin's Fist show, uh, a web series, was like the best video game related thing ever made. Yeah, I kind of wanted to watch that. Watch fucking Blu-ray release. Or, yeah. Or whatever. Like they stitch it into like a half-hour-long movie. Yeah, that's what I got. It's it's the fucking Batman Begins of Street Fighter. It's like. It's like they just, like, the whole fucking movie is about Ryu and Ken learning how to throw fire. 
Ultimate fuck you to the original movie. Like, you could tell the guys who made that were just like, they saw that very same scene in the original movie throwing not a fireball on Fuck. <laughs> yeah, the, now, it's, the it's only just, thing about like, the first one was that a lot of the characters actually did look like them. Like, I think Kylie Minogue was a good choice for Cammy, but I don't know. If, I don't remember doing very. I mean, the thing is, they did actually have, like, almost every character in there, and uh, that's what you're looking for as a kid, especially, yeah. but, um, and I, I remember who actually was an Asian actor, wasn't he? I yeah. think so. But he, he looks even, in that new series, it looks even more like what you kind of think, I mean, he looks more up. They really embrace those characters, man, Those both of those guys are really fucking awesome. The thing is, all you gotta do is, if you want to know how to make a good Street Fighter live action movie, watch like the original anime movie. And I remember, I haven't seen that in a while, but it's pretty good. They they really captured, especially like you know, there's the Ken and Ryu training scenes in 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 that original anime, and those were those were so fucking awesome. And like you get to see, you get to see that, but live action, and they're in Japan, and like. They're speaking Japanese half the time, and like they're in the countryside, and all they do is train. But it, I don't know. It's like it was basically just Ken and Ryu and their and their upbringing, and, and their and the problems that they had with Akuma leaving the family dojo, and that that was basically the bad guy of the movie. But uh, God, it's just really well done, and it was written by somebody that really like gave a shit about Street Fighter. That's, that's, well, I can't remember who said it, but near the beginning of this recording, uh, like, uh, how, I think we were talking about X-Men still, but people who care about that stuff enough are, like, we're growing up with it, so now the people our age and, and younger who do give a shit about it are making it now, so it's, like, gonna, hopefully, in other, in other franchises, they'll probably, hopefully get the same way to like yeah. more true to it. It's kind of yeah. like uh, with Deadpool compared to the current X Men movies. It's like they know the character so well that like they went whole hog and got him the actual suit and it looks like right from the comics. They even made Colossus. That was like the best looking Colossus compared to like all the other shitty X Men movies. And they even had uh, <laughs> Negasonic in the yellow spandex. Even yeah. though, like, in the first X-Men movie, they're making fun of, like, oh, no, everything has yeah. to be realistic, and you have to wear black and stuff. It's like, no, look at, like, you know, as I didn't watch the uh, Street Fighter thing, but it sounds like they knew the source material and knew, like, how to make it look good. Same thing, like, why I enjoy the Marvel movies. It's like, they understand where uh, their films come from and still pay homage to that, and, like, they look really good and stuff and understand why they're doing all that. Yeah. James... Did you see the Mortal Kombat series that they put out a while back? Uh, the I think I saw the first season of that, uh, like the online stuff. Legacy? Right. Yeah. Uh, it's like, the, you know, like, the, the, the at the beginning of it, it starts off really unfamiliar. It's like, a, a, this is our take on those characters and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. As they started, the audience, they started to look these things more scenario yeah that it became it became I mean I think 
crux of this entire discussion is about like the recognition, especially from the fan base, like being able to recognize the characters that you want to see on screen. Now we're in an age where that's starting to become more apparent to the to the uh, the powers that be that you know control these franchises. Yeah. The, the, now that they've proven that, like, a, an R-rated Marvel movie, I mean, Blade, you know, those are R, but, I mean, now that they they know that it can really do well, an R-rated superhero movie, who knows what, I mean, it's gonna, it's transferred in a little way, uh, somewhat to, you know, Batman versus Superman, because the home yeah. version's gonna be R, right? So, they might even, I could see them making another Mortal Kombat movie, and make it R this time. Um, but who knows if that's even on their agenda? Because I mean, it's it's gotten big again. I I love Mortal Kombat for bringing. I feel like they kind of brought the fighting genre back, especially them and uh, Street Fighter Four when that came out. Um, but then they tried to make another Street Fighter movie, and I didn't even see that one. Uh, I heard it was even worse than the first yeah. one. <laughs> I never even saw that. That came out while I was in Japan, and I was—I remember seeing a poster for it, and I was like, "Wow, they made that!" And then I didn't pay attention to it ever again. Everyone in his career is, except for the the guy who played Bison. It <laughs> wasn't he Irish in that one. <laughs> he was. What the fuck, man? They have fucking the guy from. Um, what's that stupid band? Oh, what are they called? Fergie? Uh, Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, that guy was Vega. Vega I... for fucking 20 seconds, and the little chick from Smallville kicks his ass. I'm just like, why am I even in this theater right now? <laughs> you saw it in the theater? Yeah, it's Street Fighter, man. Yes, of course. Oh, my God. I'm always a little bit late to see stuff in the theater, so much so that by the time that was... You know, people had seen it, and I'm like, no, I don't want to see that. <laughs> that sounds that terrible. Um, it really like, is. Yeah, it sounded really even worse than the, the first one. Movie. Yeah. Like, certain things, I'm just like, yeah. I like, I forget what we were talking about. I, I mean, I... when I, when I saw that Street Fighter, that, that, that new series, it was just like, yeah. If I had seen that when I was a kid, that that would have also been something that would have turned me into a Japanophile. It like it, it like it gave me that. It gave me that kind of feeling that I had when I was a kid, you know. Well, Andrew, one of the things that really sticks out in that series, in terms of like the Japanese influence, is like that little perverted old man character. Yeah. That like you know he has history with them. Like that seemed like. You know, the people that made that series, like, they didn't just take it from, like, an American video game or Westerner perspective and kind of, like, ran the whole gamut while telling the story. And I felt like that was really cool because it made me feel like every anytime I watch, like, a samurai movie and there's those little, like, perverted or weird kind of, like, cultural characters that you don't see in Western cinema. Yeah, they, they, they definitely seem to... I mean, they they had half the movie in Japanese, and it was like really, really well done. And like, I don't know, it was it was too good. It was it was like better than well, it should you know, have been. 
that's the thing right now is they have like they have rights to do um, what they've been talking about doing Street Fighter the World Warrior as like a sequel series. Yeah. Um, but because Street Fighter Five came out, they had them do Street Fighter Resurrection, which is up on Go ninety right now. Yeah. Which apparently most of the fans are having trouble like um, connecting with Go ninety or having to sign up to some whole new service in order to watch the show. Not popular enough yet that that's really working, and they're like they're doing this new series. I haven't watched it yet. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's great, but um, it's kind of like sidetracking them from the World Warrior, and also at the same time, kind of uh, like diminishing their I want to see like Sagat and Dalsim and Vega and stuff but in the style that Assassin's Fist was but like nowadays it's like it's really up to like uh, social media and internet like interaction with these companies because they're like I feel like they're really listening to the audience nowadays yeah that's the that's the thing I felt like I liked seeing like I saw the trailer and it had Charlie in there, and that was it was cool. But it felt like this is this is something that they're being forced to make because what they really want to do is World Warrior, right? Right. And and they just want to sync up with the game, and it was just it feels like it's just such a well, it's a producer level move, and it's not a so it's wait, not a move the director probably even wanted to do. So wait, the World Warrior, if they were to make that, are you saying that would be basically like so the Assassin's Fist is like the prequel thing, yeah. and, then, and then that would be syncing up with Street Fighter 2, which everyone knows. Exactly. Now, right. now, but now they have to make it sync up with Street Fighter 5, which is weird because it's it's in between 4 and 3. Is that right. correct? It's just yeah, the correct. fact that they're going, they went straight from like Street Fighter Alpha to this, <laughs> to this. To this new one, whatever, to Street Fighter Five, which is fine, but it's just like this is not this is not the kind of continuity they want. That might be why they. That might have something to do with why the story mode in Five is so delayed. It's coming out in like June, and that's that's when no one gives a shit about the story mode anymore because you 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 play that to get used to it before you get online and get a little bit of story, but then. Like, I'll still well, play it. Well, and, yeah, that's the thing is like, they're they're trying to unify this brand now in a way. Now that they have, they know that their audience, how big their audience is, they um, they're trying to establish this like mythology. And what they had to do was like build. It's like ten years after, um, Assassin's Fist. So that means in ten years, there's Street Fighter. Two Street Fighter, Third Strike, Street Fighter, whatever you know, Street Fighter Four, happen all within a span of ten years up until that point. So there's like they kind of like just threw these guys in to having to figure out how to tell this story that isn't even technically out yet. Yeah, I don't know. I, I it sounds like I kind of maybe this is just conjecture, but now knowing that, it sounds like maybe they're even working with the game team to make the story or consult or something. But that would be best case scenario. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I, that's the only reason I can think of. Well, I, I mean, I feel like, so Street Fighter Five is great. It's, it's probably, it, it's, it plays so well when you get into a match. 
I haven't had any problems. I feel like they really dropped the ball, and they speak of the World War here. I, I feel like it would be amazing if once you get onto a map, say you're playing with someone in Japan, it would show a plane go into, and then it would be like, Japan! Like, you know, the, cool. they really cool. dropped the ball on that. They should. I'm not saying they have. <laughs> But like, yeah, go into Uruguay. Like, just have a voice sample for everything. Fucking twenty. That's like we're almost midway through the twenty. Not even close, but kind of. <laughs> At this point, like, why not go with the obvious? I totally think that's a good point. Even if they're not even in like Japan, if they're just close by, <laughs> just like, like here's this is what they this is where they really are. But you know, here's some voice sample. Um, it's or just have the animation. I think it's still do it. It's not even a finished game, really, but um, it's yeah, it's really really great. I and mean, it saves. I think it does actually. They have reinvigorated the whole scene and everything. And then um, a good way to actually practice that game is just watch other replays and found out of the best players. Be like, oh man. But I don't know. They might be trying to. Sounds like they're trying to grow the brand with a bunch of different stuff. Um, it's a little bit disappointing at launch, though. Andrew, you still there? Yeah. Okay. Johnson, you still there? Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Working on stuff. Cool. I ran out of the room and now everything's quiet. <laughs> oh yeah. I was just thinking about Street Fighter Five if they did that Japan thing. No, but yeah, it's like uh, I, I feel like I think an earlier point I was I feel like when I was in the theater Deadpool, I was just like, thank God we live in a world where Deadpool is a movie I can go watch. You know, same thing with the Street Fighter shit. You know, it's like it's something that for our generation coming up with these games and these movies and these characters to finally come off these few projects something familiar to what that was way back when and to be able to share that with new audiences and stuff. I'm so surprised that Deadpool even it, it did so well financially. I'm I guess the marketing and everything, but I would have been happy if it was just this one-off thing, like, hey, wasn't that great? They at least made a, one good uh, Deadpool movie, because I had been wanting that. Actually, going back to X-Men Origins, that shitty movie, when I saw <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, and, I'm, and they call him Wade, and I'm like, oh, he's Deadpool. That's the perfect guy to play Deadpool, I think. And then they really messed that up, and then so, but... <laughs> I, I had like been wanting a Deadpool movie since probably before then, but I didn't know how they really would have done it. But then I was like, I kind of have a better idea now, and you know, I've been, that was like 2008. So yeah, I had been waiting for that for a while. The, the, best, the best part of Deadpool, and why I think people like it so much, outside of the character, outside of whatever, like a lot of people that went to see that movie had no idea what that character was. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think um, a lot of people, yeah, there's uh, pleasant. And the best part of that movie was um, that, like, in terms of Ryan Reynolds, like what you're saying, the perfect casting, what they did was they just put an 
obstacle course in front of this guy and just run with it. It's really like just like sit in that character and like dive in and be that character. Finally, like he is not Ryan Reynolds anymore. Ryan Reynolds is dead. Yeah, I mean, it's because of a. Yeah. Oh, I, I just I just see him and he's like one of the guys that. Before Deadpool, I always liked Ryan Reynolds, but I hardly ever saw him in a movie that I thought was good. I'm like, come on, I want you to do well. And then I'm like, oh yeah, he should be Deadpool. And and then yeah, they didn't do the only the only complaint I had about Deadpool is it's not something they could have really helped anyway. But it was like just because the low budget thing. I think they cut the budget even more near the end or something. Um, but that actually paid off. Well, I guess because they made even more of a profit. Um, I think that they said that like part of the reason for the success of the film is is timing. If it had come out like ten years ago, it probably wouldn't even it wouldn't have made this much. It's something about coming out in a climate where every Marvel movie has a similar feel, and you know DC I, isn't I even think... here yet, so they they really were able to like fuck with the tone a lot, especially yeah, being on. Kind of to um, play with it and like make fun of their own stuff like because I, I feel this going back to me like even you know me getting kind of fatigued on the X-Men movies and stuff to where I haven't even seen the new trailer I think a lot of people may, may not have even known Deadpool was a character and then like they see all this marketing stuff like oh that looks interesting like because you know they did really well in the marketing campaign. I mean, it was kind of everywhere for for a while, and so it kind of probably piqued people's interest. And then, and then yeah, there's like inside jokes about and, and the breaking the fourth wall thing. Probably is just yeah, it is timing, like Andrew said. But it's um, like a like it's Nolan. A Nolan product. apparently, Chris Nolan apparently told Zack Snyder that he. He made he made uh, Watchmen too early. Like if, if Watchmen came out in this climate after everybody's really uh, familiar right. with regular comic books, it, uh, Watchmen would have hit home a lot more probably. Maybe, but I, so I love Watchmen. I don't I don't know anyone who likes it as much as I do, except maybe Roger Ebert. But um, there, I didn't think it would. I mean. The only thing about that is if it came out at this time, maybe maybe it would have done a little better, but maybe not, because I think the whole the whole tone is completely opposite of something like Deadpool. I think that's why one of the things that makes it successful um, is, you know, we were talking about how X-Men movies are getting too serious, and they kind of already always have been. Yeah. And then you have this one that exists in the Marvel Universe, and, they, and he references X-Men characters a lot in it and it's couldn't be you know further from that tone and i think that was really refreshing for people you know don't know the comics but just go to the movies and they're like oh man this is just too heavy and then they see deadpool and it's just like a like an antidote to that it's kinda a like, relief kind, yeah kind of like guardians <laughs> kind of primed us for that too um, absolutely you know what? Here's the here's the thing. Actually, if you look at the timing, you're talking about timing. Um, the right the week after Guardians of the Galaxy came out, the leaked um, Deadpool footage that Ryan Reynolds 
came out. Like those guys knew exactly when to strike. And, and, and that whole thing, like people were just like, all right, we've heard and seen Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool at this point. We wanted, yes, we agree. Best choice. Fucking movie. And then initially they got like, by the end of it, they only had so much, but what they did, it was like the same thing. It was like that same formula where actually dread makes money and is popular with people. And so now that like your fucking Joe Blow type of Deadpool is that in some time, hopefully X-Men movies are going to start to become X-Men movies. Yeah. It's not like they have to, obviously they don't have to be like that. They just don't have to be that serious, I guess. They don't. Well, I think they should have. They should have what? They should have fun with this character. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be um, necessarily like, Irreverent all the time to be or super fun. Dark. Yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah, um, I don't know. I think I think with those movies, with anything big budget, probably it's gonna and really mainstream. There's gonna be too many people making decisions that, like, wait, I you know I don't know how the movies are made, but I just assume that there there are too many voices of like we need to put this in there, the director put this in there because he was told that he had to do that, and it just becomes so weird to, a lot of um, recent comic book movies seem like kind of mishmashes of stuff, like tone-wise, too. Like, it seems really serious at times, and then not, and then, uh, I don't know, it's like, oh, it's too serious now, so we have to have comic relief, and, uh, <laughs> is like it's a, it, in terms of like taste and sensibility the way that the things are made, you know like uh like those x-men movies are just like you know these these great actors shooting through dialogue and like i felt like days of future past brian singer's answer to like inglorious bastards <laughs> he was trying to have these like really like important heavy scenes with great actors really say something about the world but then it's just like man dude like <laughs> hey is stuff been breaking up on your guys end yeah yeah most of the time hey Stefan yeah can you I don't know can you get a better connection or yeah breaking up yeah a little bit It's like really muffled and sounds far away. Oh. Hang on. Check it out. see how Google Hangouts uh, gives me an output. We'll see. <laughs> Wait, the quality just got really a lot better, obviously. I think it's because of Stefan's... Stefan has a shitty-ass thing. 
Yeah, I mean, that last conversation, I think, really though, was... Yeah. Oh, my God. Jordan, can you... Can those dogs, like, go in their room? Their room? Don't they have a glassed-off room? stuff that's like that Quicksilver scene a lot and like when he was the, the usual suspects the parts of that are you know it was written by Chris McQuarrie and it was it did get heavy at times was it also kind of just a I don't know just it's just weird to me that that, that guy is the one freaking didn't Matthew Vaughn uh, stop making one of them to make to work on Kingsman like, isn't that why he left? I mean, probably Singer came back, you know, took it over, and then... Well, I know Matthew Vaughn, he started to work on, I guess it was First Class, maybe. Or was it? I don't know, something, and he had to, he, he just had, I guess, maybe, I think he described it as, like, almost like a premonition. Like, he didn't want to do that anymore. He wanted to do something like Kingsman. Where he had more reign over what what it could be. Yeah, I don't know. The, it was it was good though. It was good overall. That uh, first class. I was surprised. Like the past two X Men's been X Men movies have been good, but you know, like we've been saying, it's just the the. <laughs> that, I think they're fine. I just take that as a, there. I, I I take it as a given about the stuff that I don't like about those movies. Like I. I kind of just feel like it's not going away, so I just accept it. I just know it's it's going to be in those movies. So I feel like but, it has to do a lot with like the Nolan Batman movies. Like it definitely I, does. Because like I I didn't really care for Man of Steel that much, but I feel it's because they just saw how well you know Nolan did the Batman films, and they tried to emulate that. And like I don't feel that tone really fits with Superman and like everyone's seeing like how serious he made those films and so that a lot of different studios or people are trying to emulate that in other films which is why like I tend to like the Marvel movies more because they at least have like fun with their films yeah um, I think that so they Man of Steel I think they wanted people I think a lot of people just weren't on board with the idea of Superman at the time but you know to play devil's advocate that that was like the only Superman movie I actually enjoyed I I enjoyed it yeah I don't know the the ones before were just felt campy to me but that Superman's always been like that I I know I I actually kind of appreciated them taking a darker turn for like I I definitely didn't want Christopher Reeve another Christopher Reeve type of film and I, I I don't know, like, you can make Superman a little bit darker. It doesn't have to be, like, a Marvel-type tone for me. Um, yeah. I mean, that movie wasn't perfect, but I, I definitely like it a lot more than everybody else does online, it seems like. Yeah, people talk, yeah I, don't, I don't even know what that... I, I like that movie, probably mostly because of Michael Shannon and the fight at the end, which is, it's you know, I, don't, I didn't have a problem with it, but I'm like, you know, 
tons of people just died then, right? They could have fallen over the water or something. I'm yeah. sure that's probably what people on. <laughs> I'm sure that's what people on the internet have said. But you know, I'm like, whatever. This is like what this is like if Dragon Ball Z were cool to watch now. <laughs> it's like, um, I thought that fight was. I thought the movie is good. I mean, I think they could have cut a, a little bit out of it to, for the pacing, but I think that about probably every movie I see now. Um, like, I think it, almost any movie, they could take 20 minutes out probably. And, um, but yeah, Watchmen, I, so that movie was in development hell for a while, apparently. And I think it came out the year after Dark Knight, and I think they thought that was the right time probably because of uh, oh, people really love this dark tone for Batman. They can probably, you know, this is probably more palatable now. It's another way to differentiate from Marvel. Like, you, I, I, I do like the idea. I don't know how well they'll pull it off, but I like the idea that they're they're going for a totally, totally different tone for the DC universe, starting with Man well. of Steel, compared to like a Marvel movie like Iron Man or Captain America. It's just a Way different kind of feel to it. But DC was always darker, right? I mean, you know, I think, especially in the 60s and 70s, I think Marvel was the more adult one, and then you got, like, Justice League for, like, younger kids. I think that's... The Silver Age Batman. Yeah. Superman. I do think DC... Where comes from. (laughs) Yeah, but before, like, Dark Knight Rises probably in the 80s, like, I don't think DC was all that dark in general. As far as I can tell, now the comics are probably darker. It depends on the series, though, you know. Tim Burton, the first Bat—I mean, the first Tim Burton Batman movie was was pretty dark. It was like darkly comedic a lot too. Um, yeah. Well, you also had the '60s Batman show that like Joel Schumacher played off of, so you had like that campy Batman. God, did he play off? I mean, he just <laughs> went too far with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he had no business directing that. The thing is, he's he's made good movies too, actually. Right. Like, I forgot about that. Like he made, I think the most recent good one he did was like uh, Falling Down. I think he did that one. Oh really? Yeah. Mm. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. And yeah, he did. Some, I don't know. There's some movie that I've always liked that I just recently found out Joel Schumacher did, and I was like, what? Really? <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, there, it, it was like those almost tried to be campy, but also dark. I don't know. Were they? They can. You talking about the Joel Schumacher thing? I can't remember anything besides they. They just all looked like action figures, like from yeah. the get go. I mean, it's ridiculous. And at one point, he has a Batman credit card. And like it was that's like, it. That's the that's Batman and Robin, right? Yeah, I think that. Yeah, the last. Uh, you know what? I I feel like Batman Forever wasn't all that bad. It's just Batman and Robin was just so bad. Well, it, it's almost at the time that was the last thing I wanted as a kid to see something that you know I didn't grow up with. That's the '60s Batman show, so it was like. It was almost a little bit Tim Burton-y, but also that really silliness that uh, I was just like, where, where is this going? But well, now even as a kid, you're like, this is bullshit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> even as a kid, that's what I'm saying. We were, it, 
it was like Ninja Turtles 3, like, all over again. It was like, um, it's like, this has gone off the rails. Like, what am I looking at? Like, yeah. even as a kid, that's what's crazy about it. And Yeah, that's right. I that was my... like, when I was a kid, I liked almost every movie I saw. But when I saw Ninja Turtles 3, that was like one of the first times I was like, that wasn't that good. Yeah, and it was also... <laughs> when they go to Japan? Yeah. Yeah, they're like, so back in time. God, and the puppets in that one are just god awful too. Yeah, that's what I remember too. Is that they they got? I guess they had a lower budget for that or, or something. They couldn't get Henson. Yeah, they just they didn't. I don't know, but yeah, that's how Batman Forever. Batman. Maybe it did like Batman Forever at the time. I can't remember, but definitely Batman and Robin as a kid. I was like, that's. This is so fucking stupid. Yeah. I feel, I feel like if I did know more about the 60s show at the time, I'd be like, oh, that's what they're going for, and would have been a little bit more okay with it. But after the Tim Burton ones, that's, you know, I don't know. I didn't really pay attention to directors back then. So I'm just like, it's going to be more of that. It's going to be great. And even if it's a different guy playing Batman, it's just going to be fine. It's Batman. And, you know, you, it just, you can't do that, like, right in the middle of a, series like how far how long how long after because they didn't they didn't i don't know reboots weren't really a thing back then so it's like it's like no this is like the, the follow-up to batman returns which wasn't great either but it was like recognizable it's like that's, that's the kind of batman we like batman returns like it didn't make as much money as the first one and they they did think that it got too dark and like something about like you know, they they couldn't sell a lot of like penguin toys and Catwoman toys. Like there was some problem with with McDonald's in that movie. Like Tim Burton, it was like Tim Burton versus McDonald's or something. And like, yeah, I mean, if you look back on it, like it's it's way too dark to to sell toys. Is probably what they were trying to do. And so they made that's why they made the change. How much? How long after Batman Returns did Batman Forever come out? I don't think it was too long. It was like two or three years apart. Yeah, no. yeah it didn't feel like that long. And so Batman saying, Forever did, I think, make more money than Returns did. Well, yeah, Returns, I, I remember them saying, or I, I heard somewhere, that that's when they were like, okay, Tim Burton, you, you made... Because I don't think anyone thought... They, they were like making a gamble, making a Batman movie, kind of, at the time. But they didn't know how like it was going to do that great so they're like Tim Burton just go nuts do whatever you want and it was it was like a little bit too much it was like it was yeah a lot darker but in a weird way like like the, I remember it kind of scared me as a kid to be honest the Catwoman stuff and the Penguin I always loved when he bit that guy's nose but I was like that's pretty messed up yeah, that was. I mean, it was impossible, and they. I don't know. I. That's. I think that was a big I totally, factor. I totally forgot Christopher Walken. I watched that uh, like a year ago for the first time in forever. The Christopher Walken I forgot was like a secondary villain in that, and he like pushes Catwoman out out of a building, like a, like out of a tower. Yeah. <laughs> at one point, and she lives. I don't know. Oh, is that? Is that one like cats liquor on the ground and all yeah. of a sudden she's a cat woman for some reason? That weirded me yeah. out, man, when I was a kid. 
I know, and her eyes are like going in the back of her head. Yeah, it's it made an impression on me. It is that was, um, but I didn't know who Christopher Walken is when I first saw it, so I guess it didn't register. But good casting, Christopher Walken, a villain. Great. I I <laughs> I, I read that like they haven't they he wasn't like in the comics that Shrek his name was Max Shrek right. Max Shrek. And he hasn't been put in the comics since then either. He was never like adopted from the movies into the comics. So I that character's only ex ever, as far as I know anyway, it's only ever existed in that one movie. Yeah, that makes sense. I thought he was, I thought he was good at what what he was doing. I feel like they just saw Danny DeVito and were like, hey, let's just make Penguin be the villain. <laughs> they just saw him like, <laughs> oh. Oh, that's uh, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> then I could see why they wouldn't want. Then they he's like blacklisted from like uh, as far as Nolan is concerned. Well, they're not gonna make another one of those. Nolan isn't, but yeah, Nolan. But Nolan it, is. Uh, he's just executive producing these newer films. Yeah, but you were talking about when when he was making Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. Didn't he have a list of, like, all these old villains that he, he would never use? Like, Mr. Freeze was probably at the top of the list, and probably Penguin. Not just because they were in other movies, but because, like, I don't know, how, what, what do you do with them in a Nolan-type world? Like, how does the Penguin exist there? Well, if they paint it where he was just, like, a crime boss, you could play it that way. He doesn't literally have to be half Penguin or minions, <laughs> you know? That's kind of what Gotham does now. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's what I was... And, yeah, I... Was he ever, like, literally part Penguin? Yeah, in, no, in, in the movie, okay, he's, I, like, deformed. He has, like, flipper hands. Oh, I, oh, I know. Besides the movie, though, was was that part of his character? I thought they just called oh, him Oh, yeah, he was just, like, short and fat and... Like birds, yeah. and that's pretty much it. In like the comics and stuff. Yeah, the umbrellas that could shoot uh, bullets and shit. Yeah, he was, but yeah, he like he like grew up in the sewer or something in the movie. Like he, yeah. it was, it was like a baby Moses thing, but they put him in a sewer. Right, and, and there were uh, fucking penguins living in, in the sewer. sewer. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what? What are you talking about, Tim Burton? You just ah. Uh, I remember the thing in the beginning with, like, skeleton dudes riding motorcycles. And, yeah, yeah. And that was cool. But <laughs> I don't know. It's all it's all just like a bunch of different disconnected weird stuff. I don't even know how we get to start talking about Batman Returns. <laughs> how did this get made, bro? <laughs> yeah, that's a good podcast. Yeah, that's the one I was talking about. Really. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, I listen to that a lot. They, um, because they, they did do an episode on the old Dredge Tread, and they... Oh, yeah, yeah, they were talking about the, uh, the spaghetti robot. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a part where, um, uh, there's, like, these robots, they recycle food, so people just dump food in it. And Rob Schneider is inside one of these robots, and he, he's somehow he's like making it walk around, and it opens up, and he's just covered in spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> so they theorize that he like manipulated the robot through 
like spaghetti strings. It's like it's like well, well, they couldn't, they couldn't, they they had discussion like a whole discussion on that because yeah. um there was they're disagreeing on no, it's a trash robot, and they threw someone threw away spaghetti, and then they were like that doesn't look like discarded spaghetti or something like that. Yeah, and, they were saying the spaghetti was the inside of the robot. Yeah, <laughs> it's a really really good podcast. What? Uh, <laughs> Demolition Man, because there's some of the, yeah. some of the stuff that um, I don't know, like I'm in my car and I want to kind of remember Demolition Man or some movie like that, so I, I can't watch it obviously in the car. And then they um, talk about it at length. And they did Teen Witch, I think, was the last one they did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's that? That one. It's I like remember, I was, like I loved, because it's just so goddamn awful. There's a lot of, a lot of girls, apparently, that, like, really resonated with a lot of girls growing up. I guess I could see that. I don't think I'd seen that whole movie. Just that YouTube video. Or freestyling. Yeah, oh god, that scene. She made me watch that, I was like, oh god. <laughs> but they freestyle rap. They, it, it's so yeah. bad, it's so, it's like, a, tiny, uh, bad. It's a, supposed to be, I guess, freeze. There's no black character in it, and there's, like, all this rap in it. Like, all these just white guys rapping outside near their cars. And I would assume... The guy has, like, backup dancers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it looks cool. In the early 90s, every movie had to have a freestyle rap. Yeah, I think... I think there's more than that. Just that. But, yeah, the girl... The witch makes her, her friend says something, like she sees those guys, and she's like, oh, they're so funky. <laughs> it's like, she's like, I want to get in there. And then she uses her witch powers to make her friend, like, just great at rapping, apparently, for a second. And then that's it. It's like, it, it's implied that she, that she is, has a crush on one of those guys, and, but then she just raps at them, and then that's the end of it. <laughs> Oh, wait, I think I might have seen a clip of this, actually. It's a pretty infamous YouTube clip. I I think I had seen it a long time ago, and I didn't even know what it was from. Right, right. Um, I think Andrew showed it to me. (laughs) But yeah, Demolition Man, I didn't realize that uh, Stallone was straight up fucking his daughter in that movie. Was he really? Sandra Bullock, his daughter. Sandra Bullock is, yeah, they don't spell is it, it out. Implied or implied it, or something? Yeah, it's implied, and if, yeah, they, um, <laughs> oh, God. so it's, it's like. it's not so, like real sex, it's like through those, right, right. Like, those headsets or whatever. Oh, yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> and, um, there's the like one. Seashells. Yeah, yeah the right. seashells, man. I remember we we rented that I think right Jordan and we watched it and we were and like tell. we were like man this is this movie is awesome we were so into oh, Demolition Man yeah. we were kids so I'm kind of still into it um, it's because it's so weird I haven't seen another action movie portray the future like that where everyone is just pussies and then yeah like kind of came true yeah I know it is kind of prophetic it's like um well it also uh, predicted that schwarzenegger would be some kind of leader yeah yeah it said he was president because they talked about the schwarzenegger library or something 
That's like the reverse of the Back, the back to the Future joke about, well, Ronald Reagan, the actor, is the president? No. That's like the reverse. Yeah. I think it also predicted iPads. I think that one of the guards is like looking at... Oh, I mean, everybody knew something like that was going to come out. Yeah, Star Trek had some shit like that too, yeah. Next Generation. I remember the video phones in Demolition Man, and I'm like... But they're, they're like landline video phones. Like, oh man, someday we're all going to have those. Yeah, right. How do we kind of do... Oh, I have to go. <laughs> it's 11 over yeah. here. All right, um, dude. Yeah. Okay. I'm probably going to head out to get some dinner. All right, dude. All right. Peace. See ya. Later. Yeah, it's good talking to you guys. Yes, I, yeah, yeah. Good talking to you, you guys as well. Yeah. Yeah. See ya. See You're listening to the Geekscape Network.